Hi there. You're listening to the Parent App Podcast by Focus on the Family Singapore. While there are no perfect families, every relationship can turn the corner. Hello and welcome to the Parent App Podcast. My name is Joanna Koho and I'm your host for this episode. Now, in each episode of Parent Ed Podcast, we'll be tackling questions that parents are asking about family life, parenting, marriage, work life, and of course, much more. And we'll be speaking with everyday parents and practitioners as they share with us the experience and practical ideas. Today's episode is actually going to tackle the issue of how we deal with mental health challenges as a family, that it's okay not to be okay at home. And so we want to welcome uh, into the studio today, um, Lily, who is a stay-at-home mom, but uh, she also does a small business on the side, and she has three kids, uh, the youngest of whom is uh, Jack, who is currently in university uh, because he's age 23. Uh, welcome, Lily and Jack, to the studio. Hello. Hi. And I know it's a, a difficult thing. It's probably the first time, I think, that um, you guys are thought of sharing publicly about your journey yeah, even going through mental health challenge in the family. And so I want to first and foremost just appreciate you for taking the courage, you know, to come uh, and join us on the Parent App podcast um, to share your story. In, uh, and hopefully, you know, it'll benefit other parents, other families who are also going through similar challenges and similar journeys in their lives. Um, as we know, recently, the spotlight on uh, has been turned on on mental health. There's been a lot of buzz about it. And um, more than ever, as a society, we are realizing that the impact of mental health, you know, is it goes far and wide, and uh, it's, yeah, it's especially affecting uh, our young people, and that's our big concern, particularly as parents. Uh, according to the Singapore Mental Health Study done in 2016, and today we are already in 2020, so I don't think it's gotten any better. But even in, back in 2016, uh, the statistics was that one in seven Singaporeans experienced a mental disorder during their lifetime. Uh, that's quite a stark uh, statistic. Um, but I, more than a statistic, I know as parents, you know, when that happens uh, at home and particularly to our child, um, you know, statistics don't matter anymore. It's, it's really about, you know, how do I still extend that support and, you know, I want the best for my child as a parent. And, and, and so we want to talk today about, you know, what we can do uh, when, when we have a, a child, a family member who's experiencing a mental health challenge, um, whether it's depression or anxiety or, or and what we can do to help. Perhaps we can start uh, with uh, having Jack Jack, could you just um, share with us, you know, what was it like in your journey, you know, dealing with a mental health condition? Like, for example, when did you, you know, first discover or get a sense that something's not quite right? Um, to be honest, people around me would never guess that I have an impairment uh, or a mental health condition. This, this isn't just in terms of being a, a, a quite a sociable person with uh, quite a few friends, but also in terms of academics, I've always, uh, ever since primary, secondary school, I've maintained pretty good results and achievements in, in terms of scholarships and awards. So to the very, very select few uh, people that I've told, um, share my story with, they were all taken back with huge surprise. Yeah, so mental health issues exist as a very wide spectrum of disorders in terms of severity and complexity. A subset of these di disorders can be classified as psychiatric 
meaning that they require a diagnosis by a doctor, made through a very, very specific criteria outlined by something called the DSM. For myself, I was diagnosed with high-functioning uh, persistent depressive disorder, also known as dysthymia, when I was uh, maybe 16 or 17. Although looking back, I think I could have suffered silently from it as early as primary school. I've benefited from prescribed medication in, in the forms of long-course antidepressants and anti-anxieties as well. Uh, the, the first few years understanding this disease were, well, definitely extremely difficult. I would, I would even say backbreakingly difficult. I think I suffered almost every symptom associated with depression in the book, from insomnia to uh, pseudo-dementia, which means impaired concentration, memory, ability to make decisions, and also uh, passively suicidal ideation. So, Jack, you uh, mentioned that, you know, you now think back and you suspect that you were probably struggling in the area of mental health, even way back when you were in primary school. Uh, at what point, you know, did you decide that you needed to um, say something or to get help? Was there like a, a trigger incident or, you know, or was it, did it just come with, uh, you know, growing up and greater self-awareness? Yeah, so I think for all of us in uh, who have mental health conditions, there always comes uh, certain points where we realize that something is not right. And this can be of a uh, place of varying severity. We can go like, oh my gosh, I really, really need help. Or it can be a lot more like dull moments when you're alone, when uh, you realize that things just aren't adding up. Why is it that everything in my life is going okay, there's nothing particularly wrong, there's no reason to grieve, but yet I'm feeling as if like I can't grieve, um, I can't function, I can't remember things, I can't talk to people. And this happens like in sort of like phases. Yeah, so for, for, for myself, I was studying overseas for quite a while and um, I think there was one particular day when I was back from um, studying overseas and I was at the event and my family was there. Uh, I also had some physical symptoms. Um, I, f I found that kind of like I was very sensitive to the sound around me. I started to, 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 to hear um, stuff like uh, echoes. My, my ears were starting to hurt a bit as well. But, but more than anything, I, I was just filled with this completely unfamiliar sensation that I would come to realize was anxiety. And I found it impossible to talk to anyone. So I just left the event. And then um, when my family came to find me and then we eventually were, we were heading home in the car, I just uh, told my parents, I, I, was, I was quiet the entire car, right? Until um, I decided to tell my parents that, um, you know, mom, that I think I need to see someone and I think it's serious. Thanks for sharing that, Jack. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it takes great courage even to be able to revisit and recount, you know, the whole journey. Um, Lily, if I could turn to you, you know, as the mom, um, what was it like? Was that also, you know, that 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 moment or incident that that Jack just described? Prior to that incident, there were already some signs, and we had been having conversations about what he was going through. Um, he was quieter. You could see that he was not as uh, tuned in to people and to things um, and you could sort of like feel that he was uh, sort of 
retreating into himself. Um, we talk about him talking to psychologists and counsellors, uh, which we were very open with. But I think that incident sort of highlighted that it wasn't just people that he could talk to, that he perhaps needed some medication because there could possibly be some kind of chemical issue that we were not aware of. And when you have the other children who are high-functioning, and Jack himself has shown himself to be high-functioning, it's hard to go that way, you know. So it took me a bit of time and a bit of understanding before I felt comfortable for him to actually see a psychiatrist. I think partly it's the mother's protective instinct of whether sort of like treading into something we don't know very much about. Can psychiatrists really be trusted? Uh, will they uh, give you medication that is good for one part of you and not good for another part of you? What about the records? Will it uh, do? Uh, will they have any long-term implications for him? So. I guess I was protective of him, but um, eventually I think I had to tell myself that he needed help and um, that was more important than anything else at that point in time. So I hear that, you know, when this discovery of the mental health challenge came about, it was also something that caught the family off guard. Was there actually any prior warning signs like a family history um, of someone you know down down the line who who had mental illness before, or um, is it something that is environmental, or you know that that you could have seen it coming? I think from very young, I could tell he was sensitive, um, and sensitive in not just a negative way, but sensitive in a good way as well. I could tell that this was a child uh, who could feel for people. Uh, and there were many moments when uh, it was hard for me because we have no history of mental illness in the family that I know of. I guess I thought that, you know, mental illness is a black and white thing to have and don't have. Uh, Jack's experience has taught me that really it is a spectrum and I think we are all on this spectrum and it's just whether... Uh, we want to deal with issues sometimes, or you want to sit there and let it simmer. It's good that Jack himself was able to know that he wasn't ill. Uh, he, and it was not a normal seasonal flu kind of a thing, uh, but that deep within him, something was not quite right. And I think this journey has sort of like give us words and vocabs that, to describe feelings and events and past instances uh, that we didn't think of analysing. So there was some unpacking we had to do. Because uh, in a family of five, I think four of us are quite dominant in some way. And Jack wasn't. He was gentler than all of us. Uh, he was um, more meek. Maybe in some sense, in this uh, very busy family, I suspect a voice that was not heard as much as it should be. So we had to unpack a bit of these things. He is nine years younger than his oldest sibling and six years younger, younger than the second one. And, uh, you know, one would be on PSLE, one would be some kind of major exam, one thing or another. 
And so I think Jack was always sort of like a bit in the shadow, if I may use that word. I felt that he was always loved, and the older siblings also felt that he was always doted on and loved. But I'm not sure whether what he said is what he heard, what we do is what he felt. Uh, and so there was some unpacking uh, in the process of discovering uh, how deep his feelings were. It sounds like a really long journey, you know, for both of you, uh, from the child's perspective who is going through uh, the suffering, um, as well as the parent, right, who is, um, you know, trying to, to show love appropriately um, and just always being available. You know, if there's uh, one thing that you'd like to to say to each other, uh, even as I hear, you know, you're still on this journey, but thankfully, um, hopefully I'm coming out of it or at the tail end of it. Uh, is there something that you'd like to say to each other, parent to child and child to parent? What would that be? So for me, Jack's uh, mental health doesn't define him. Uh, Jack is who he is. He is um, humble despite his many talents. He's sweet, he's considerate, he's kind, he's many things. He's really bright, he's really witty, he's really fun to be with. His mental health, which comes in now and then, is just a part of him. I've learned, and I'm still learning, to walk with him. I make mistakes, and when I make mistakes, I apologize and hope he forgives me. He knows, I hope he knows with no reservation that I love him very much and I will be there with him throughout. Yeah. I think I would like to take this opportunity to, to, to say um, to my mom that I'm, I'm really grateful for everything that you've, that you've done for me, especially in the times when I was very symptomatic. Uh, maybe I felt like I was being bombarded with feelings of self-doubt, of anxiety. I'm just really, really glad that there was someone who I knew that will always be there for me. And also to apologize for times that I've been insensitive or caustic with my words. And uh, for all parents out there, we want to encourage you, you know, to have that connection with your child. As we've heard today, you know, it starts even with that, that connection so that we can broach a very taboo, still taboo, somewhat subject like mental health with our, our kids. And also how to... Um, be supportive and learn how to maybe parent them in a different way where they uh, will have their needs met. Um, so this has been the Parent Podcast. And, um, you know, uh, before we end, we just want to encourage uh, all those out there, if you have any other questions, particularly in this area of uh, parenting a child with a mental health condition uh, that we can help you with, please do write to us at parent ed, that's P-A-R-E-N-T, parent with an E-D, at family.org.sg and of course you can also subscribe to our monthly e-newsletter with tips and uh, articles on family life um, so until next time we just want to thank once again our mother and son uh, Lily and Jack for joining us on the Parent Act podcast thank you <laughs>